Okay, hi guys. Welcome back to um, a new episode. One quick announcement is that our name has changed from Black Talk Podcast to State of Us. So we will still talk about everything black, political, pop culture from a millennial perspective, but the name has just changed to State of Us. So you will have to look us up on Spotify, or if you're subscribed to us on Spotify, the name, you don't have to resubscribe. But everything is still the same, but we hope everyone's had a good week. We've all had some realizations about work this week that we can share in a minute. But I think Lauren has a um, question. Yes, I do. And the question I have this week is, will there ever be a legitimate reason to give your spouse a pass? (laughs) And by that, I mean like, if let's just say you're sick and you can no longer meet the needs of a person or you have it, you have, um, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to throw out Alzheimer's where, you know, you're kind of, you know, it's going to get to a point where you can no longer do things for yourself. So is that a legitimate reason to give your partner a pass or is there not a legitimate reason to give your partner a pass? For me, from the perspective I was raised in a Christian household and some of the views I hold underneath that, no. I think I take I think vows are to be taken very seriously and our culture doesn't do that much anymore. And while your sexual health is a part or component of who you are and your mental health, it is not everything either. Um, I, for me, it would be a no. Um, but I don't know what y'all think. <laughs> Um, okay, the examples you gave, mm-hmm. those are like life altering. Yes. Yes, they are. So are you asking this question like as like a life a life altering example? Yes, not just like a okay. you want a pass just I to see, have a pass. Um, in that case, Man, that's just hard because, like, if I made a commitment to be with you and now this has happened and now we can't do that anymore, like... Mm-hmm. I would feel okay with bringing it up, but I feel like if the other person brought it up, I'd be mad. And I know that sounds, like, crazy, Childish, but no, like, that's that's just how it is. Like, So if you brought up the Like, the if something happened to me and, like, months went by and we haven't done anything i'd be like hey listen i know this is a need of yours but if it's like two days go by and whoever i'm with is like can i have a pass then that sounds crazy you know yeah so i think i would just have to bring it up okay i don't i think i'm on the fence because you know you do have the for better for worse yeah (laughs) and that's what i think component like like, okay are, are me and this person married yes let's just say that Okay, yeah. Then if I bring it up, sure. If me and this person are dating, then I guess they're just going to have to be with someone else. I, I'm on the fence because, yes, the, the vows are important. And the for better, for worse, that that's the, definitely a for worse yeah. <laughs> part. But at the same time, if I knew my health was getting to a point where I'm probably either not going to be here much longer or... I'm just not going to be able to do the things I could do before. I think I would feel bad knowing that I'm withholding something that's important to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know if I would give a pass. I would, the, the only way I could do it is, look, if I'm gone to the point where I can't remember your name, look, just go ahead and we can do what you need to do. But if, if, I'm, if I can still, if I still have a mental... If I'm still there mentally, then I, I think that would be kind of, yeah. I don't think I would like that. But if I, was, if I knew I was gone and I was, I was not even able to mentally be there, then I'm like, okay. So are you talking about, what's her face? Um, uh, B. Smith? Yeah. That, I, did come, I did have that question. I, from think, that. I thought that was very tacky and distasteful. For what? But he, what he did was just. That was very tacky and distasteful to move her into that house yeah the um, very tacky she left him the white lady left him wait so what happened basically um b smith was like a restaurant you know who she is right 
restaurateur. Yeah. Like, she had uh, restaurants in Atlanta and um, D.C., and she was on Oprah. Like, she was, like, pretty much the black Martha Stewart back in the 90s, early 2000s. Okay. And so she married a guy. She had no children of her own, but he had a child from a previous relationship when she had a stepchild. Mm-hmm. She ended up being diagnosed with Alzheimer's dementia several, Alzheimer's several years back. And so she had moments of clarity, but he basically brought in a woman, a white woman, and decided to start being with her, moved her into their house. So you, and then on top of that, started parading it around pictures, mm-hmm. went on interviews on radio stations with her, all this stuff. And, like, B. Smith was, like, going in and out of consciousness, like, you have your good days and bad days, because she passed away about six months ago. Yeah. White lady left him about three months after B. Smith left, um, passed away. Mm-hmm. But, like... She was seen berating her, B. Smith, all the type of this stuff. And I was just like, he cut, she had really pretty locks. And he shaved her head, everything. Um, stuff like that just makes me not want to Even though they had the money at all. to, yeah. even though B. Smith was the breadwinner, like, had the money to get somebody to take care of her locks properly. He, instead, they shaved her head. And that was just a, that was a very distasteful situation. That's what the question made me think of. Mm-hmm. Like not that extreme, but like if somebody is cognizant enough to have moments where they recognize who you are and asking yeah. who is this, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think Ugh, that's just that story made me sick. Oh my god. See, stuff like that just makes me not want to be with anybody at all because you really think you know people until like. Something happens yeah. to where you're hoping this person is a good person. And mm-hmm. if they're not a good person, then that it just sucks. <laughs> Everybody loves the sunshine, but who can stand in the rain? Yeah. I'm sorry, I was thinking of that song, the lyrics. But, I mean, it's true. Like, you really don't know a person until it gets to a point right. where it's like, are you... Do you love me? <laughs> because, um, you know, this is not a difficult... I mean, this is a difficult situation. Yeah. So how are you going to react? Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's either you be with that woman or you leave her. Like, don't move a whole nother yeah. woman. Apparently, he said they like... had like a conversation when she mm-hmm. was still able to, you know, when she was still there mentally. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's still disrespectful yeah. to move no, somebody really in. And to go on radio interviews talking yeah. about how the situation yeah. is set. That's very distasteful. Yeah. That's not a respectful way of doing it whether y'all where whether he whether she gave you the pass or not you could have done that much more tactfully yeah um anyway um i guess a pop culture or segment we're going to talk about today is i saw this tweet i think a couple other people have seen it and it was uh it's girl miss kenya underscore nod on twitter and she was saying this gener- generation is so obsessed with quitting jobs and i love that for us stop doing things that don't make you happy in this short life and i think the three of us were talking earlier this week about like work and how we feel like i felt like what i do is like not purposeful it's not like i'm miserable but i'm not happy mm-hmm. either doing what i'm doing but I also feel bad because of the situation we just came out of in our country and other countries are still recovering from and, like, job loss due to COVID. And I just feel like our generation is told so much, like, oh, just work hard and you'll climb the corporate ladder, you'll do this, X, Y, Z. Show you prove yourself to a company. And, like, companies aren't the companies that they were back 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like, they don't... I don't know. To me, they don't seem to care about you or, like, offer you the same respect and benefits that maybe our parents or grandparents got yeah yeah i think companies are the same they were years ago like even just how our country is set up where kids go to school and then go to college and then work for one of these companies that make all this money so to me these companies have not changed because everything is set up to make us workers and that is all not to make us entrepreneurs not to make us um work for ourselves it's literally set up to where we go to school go to college get a job that is all Mm -hmm. so um yeah i i literally cannot work a job i don't like (laughs) i I cannot and i literally proved that to myself like 
five days ago because I quit a job a day after working it because I didn't like it. <laughs> so I know I'm laughing, but <laughs> I I do admire that about you, how you take risk with things and you always figure out how to you always find a way so yeah. even if you don't like something you might not essentially know what you're going to do at that moment but you always figure it out and I think a lot of us do become complacent because out of fear that okay what if I don't find something else mm-hmm. or what if I find something else and I should have just stayed where I was so it it is a lot of back and forth with trying to figure out what you want to do and then just with us being in our 20s just trying to figure out who we are as a person and what we like and what we don't like career-wise is a challenge it's not it's not always easy it let me rephrase it the plan that you had for yourself 10 years ago is not the same plan that you have now. And you, you are continuously changing as a person. So what you like today, you might not like in the next 10 years. So you might want to do another career change, you know? So I think it's just, I, I appreciate that our generation is that generation where we're trying to figure out, okay, how can I survive without having to do a basic nine to five or how can I survive doing something else? Now there's nothing wrong with a nine to five and I, I understand some people do love their jobs and that's great I'm happy for those who genuinely enjoy what they do because 75% of people do not including me mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know I don't know it's just something to think about yeah I think Tara's right like we're made to be workers which isn't necessarily a no. bad thing but when your work comes before your family, your hobbies, your interests, your own yeah. mental health, you pursuing your own endeavors on your own, that becomes a problem. And I also think that work culture is very much like busy work and very monotonous. And yes. It's also very <laughs> um, stressful and processes, like different processes. Yeah, processes, um, whatever word is, are just way too laborious and take up way too much time. And that... Honestly, do not believe a five-day work week is sustainable for most jobs, most modern jobs. There's no reason. Most people don't do any work after 1 o'clock on a Friday. Most. Not all, but a lot of people don't. And so a five-day work week makes no sense to making it a four-day work week where you work 10 hours a day or 32 hours, whatever it is. I don't think just the idea that you only get two days off. And you spend five days, anywhere from eight to ten or twelve hours, depending on what you're doing or how busy your job is, for somebody else, does not sit right with me. Yeah, I know in um, New Zealand they started doing a four-day work week, so four days on, three days off, and they noticed like people were more productive, people were happier coming to work. Mm-hmm. So, um. And I think I would much rather work a four-day work week. Even if it's, like, 10-hour days, I would mm-hmm. prefer that over five days a week. Because, like, you would get a lunch break and technically probably a dinner break. And I would much prefer that. hmm I agree. But, um... Don't, some, don't say someplace you're miserable. I'm like, don't say... Don't live in fear. You never know mm-hmm. what is, like, right around the corner for you in a job. And I feel like it's something our parents don't understand because... Our parents are working the same job that they've worked since we were kids or whatever. and Or they're just working that job because of the money and mm-hmm. they hate it. <laughs> so. Do y'all think money is more important than your own passion or contentment at where, where you work? Or what job you, type of job you do? Um, no. Because I worked at Panera for like five years. And I was making really good money. And... It was starting to be the only thing I was doing was just going to work, and that's all. Like, I wouldn't do anything for myself personally. So that became a problem, and I was just like, well, yeah, I make good money doing this, but at what cost? Mm -hmm. (laughs) For the cost of my sanity. And I don't think anything is worth your sanity at the end of the day. So, no. (laughs) Even, like, even if it's a good job, if you're making a lot of money... If it's taking a toll on you mentally, then you shouldn't be there. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't, yeah, I feel like a lot of people just stay places and they get this just genuine disdain or dislike and it's just like they carry that, like that weighs on your body and exactly. your mental health too and exactly. you carry that around with you, just like, just leave, like, mm -hmm. just leave, find someplace else to work. Um, so like the next job you get might not have everything that job had or might not pay as much mm -hmm. with within reason like within don't yes, leave an eighteen dollar an hour job for a nine dollar an hour like mm -hmm. that's crazy but within reason like it may not pay as much but you still when you take chances you never know what's gonna happen yeah so mm -hmm. yeah you might find that job but what if that job leads you into something else that you like. Mm -hmm. So, like, you never know until you actually take that step to try it. And I think people are so afraid to fail, they don't try. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's the problem most of the time. Like, you can't be afraid to fail. Like, if you fail, okay, yeah, it sucks. But <laughs> you can, you'll always, like, figure out the next step. Or put yourself in a position to where if you do fail, okay, it's fine. Because I put this money or whatever aside just in case this didn't work. Mm -hmm. So... If you're not, I'm a person that likes to take risks. I'll just do stuff. <laughs> but if you're not a person that likes to take risks, then okay, prepare for whatever you think that failure might be. So mm -hmm. if it happens, you're fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't and that thing works, then you just got yourself out of being in a miserable situation that you were in. So either way, I feel like I feel like people don't take chances on themselves ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you get stuck working that job for 15, 20 years. And you you look up and you're just like, well, you have a ton I of guess. new gray hairs, bad, <laughs> slouching over all the time. Just, yeah. But I refuse to work a job that I hate. I absolutely refuse to. And I physically can't, I physically and mentally cannot work a job I hate. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of people use their kids as an excuse. Now, I know with some situations, okay, I completely understand. But if if you have a position to where you can plan, save up, quit, and then start something else to where it won't affect you, that's an option. But I feel like people just, especially when you've been somewhere for so long, you don't feel like looking for a new job because that process itself is draining. Yeah. But... If you're going to keep complaining about something, you're not doing anything about it, it's like, okay, well, you know, you're not doing anything else. So, I mean. Like, I love, I love to give advice to people, but don't complain to me about the same thing. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> over over if you're not going to take the advice. And try. <laughs> right. Then don't, don't talk to me about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do y'all want to move into like our main topic? Or do you have anything yes, else? we can. No, we can move. So today's main topic comes from last episode's um, part of last episode, and talking about I think right now in like a black female space or just like on Twitter or YouTube, there's a lot of conversations about like singleness, but being happy even if you being living a robust and content life. Even if you are single for longer than anticipated or you never, like, get married. Yeah. Um, so I saw a few tweets and it was like, some of y'all fear monger to black women. Um, like, oh, this is why you're alone. This is why no one will ever want you. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, there are a ton of catches, like, a ton of fish in the sea. Um, mm. But I don't know. Like, what are y'all's thoughts? Do you feel as if, like, you feel as if the black community... Um, overemphasizes marriage without knowing someone's situation or without knowing the sacrifice it makes because I feel like it's an interesting thing to emphasize but also looking at our marriage rates like they, they don't match yeah we overemphasize yeah. it but don't get married enough yeah I think more in our community we just see people being engaged for long periods of time or people just date for 14 years before they get married mm -hmm. so I don't... Oh, and when I say black, I mean yeah. black American. Like yeah. African American. <laughs> so, like, I don't think that... Um, 
how I grew up, marriage was never, like, pushed on us or, like, overly emphasized or anything. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I look at, like, just, I guess, outside of, um, or, like, pop culture or whatever, it's, you see people being engaged for long periods of time before they get married or they'll be like, we've been dating for 14 years and we've had three children and now we're going to get married this year and mm-hmm. it's just like oh why <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, did everything about. already why what is the reason now <laughs> so i don't think you're, you're i really don't common think law marriage at that point. yeah so i don't think marriage is pushed on us as a community as more as like just you not being alone yes yeah i think that's what's pushed more is you need to be with somebody. Because our marriage rates are like the lowest marriage rates of any group in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and like marriage doesn't necessarily mean you have a good marriage. Like let's start there. But at the same time, I feel as if Tara's right. Like our community is like, oh, girl, are you single? Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Instead of realizing that there's opportunity to grow as a person and to do things you want to do or need to do um, that can help yourself and others as your single person that you can't do while you're married or as a parent um, but like the commitment to other things if you will um, but yeah I think the black community definitely has an obsession with women being coupled and they have an yes. obsession specifically but they don't take it far enough to marriage it's more so like as long as you're coupled and have some kids. And have some kids. I don't know like, why why everything is so backwards. Yeah. And then, but, like, my sister and I talking about today is, like, black women aren't allowed to have standards. And, like, mm-hmm. oh, he doesn't have a felony. He has all his teeth. He can walk straight. <laughs> and, you know, he's good in bed. Girl, go ahead and get you one. Like, right. you don't have your own values and your own system. Like, it's just, like, like it's, like, the bar is literally in how. Yeah. And I'm just, and like, that's, and that's very low. And that's... Supposedly supposed to be our standards. Mm-hmm. It's and like so. I tell Lauren all the time. I'm just like, because Lauren is like, do you think my standards are too high? I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't think your standards are too high. I think your standards are very reasonable. And I think I think just outside forces make you feel like your standards are too high because we're just supposed to settle for anything. Mm-hmm. We're supposed mm-hmm. to settle for being cheated on. We're supposed to be settle for being in abusive relationships. Like we yeah. are. It's like we are asked to settle for so many things that other races of women are asked to settle for. Yeah, mm-hmm. like in mass are asked to settle for. Because um, I know some women unintentionally because of the situation they're born into or the structure of their society or culture do end up with men that may be abusive or just not good husbands, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But like, I can't speak to every culture. But I feel like black women are just expected, like, to... Just accept whatever. 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. Just literally accept whatever. And I don't... Like, I, and people shouldn't... And I feel like people make people feel bad about having standards, too. Mm-hmm. And because the, the one thing people were like, oh, your standards are too high, that's why you can't find a man. It's like... No. <laughs> and the standards that they say are too high aren't actually high at all. It's yeah. just like mm-hmm. what a decent human being or spouse should do for mm-hmm. yes. one another. Yeah. For sure. I just think people are lazy with um, not wanting to put the work in to be a better person. Yeah. Or they make an excuse. Oh, this is the way I am. So I'm not going to change. <laughs> Which is annoying to me because it's like goodbye. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm not. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm looking for a perfect person. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, can you at least acknowledge what I'm saying? Yeah. Because and that's crazy. Like sometimes you you can be with a person and nobody has called you out on something, so you don't even know you have that problem. It's like how many people? How how did you go through so many people? And nobody said anything. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just it just kind of baffles me that either people just tolerate everything or they just don't say anything. And I'm just like, 
okay, come on, like, <laughs> you know, but I don't know, like, I think with my family, um, I'm not going to say marriage was, like, pushed, but mm-hmm. my parents have advocated, you know, I can't wait to walk you down the aisle, especially my dad. So you get, like, you've gotten comments, mm-hmm. like that. even, like, like, those comments, I've, I've, never really gotten see yeah i've gotten like my dad was like i can't wait to walk you down the aisle my grandma's asked oh you know are you when are you gonna start dating so you can have kids and my dad was my my parents were like you know some talk my grandkids too and i'm just like what <laughs> let's, can let's, I, can let's I slow down live my first. life and be <laughs> a person <laughs> and right. like why i don't understand the obsession with I feel like the narrative does not need to be just find someone and have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, find someone that works with you and... You have similar values and goals. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I don't... Because that's what they're used to. Yeah. And I know back then, like, women had to stay in crappy marriages because... At the at the time, men made the most money, just no matter what job you had. So yeah. it's just for for survival. It's like, well, I'm in this marriage. I guess I'm staying. Like he takes care of everything and pays all the bills. So why why leave? But I feel like now in today's time, there are so many ways to make money. It's, it's ridiculous. So it, COVID taught us that too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Even like settling to be with someone just for for money is not even ex- an excuse anymore. But just yeah. back to just find someone and have kids with them. Like, mm. and why? Like we're so young too. Like on that, top of that, like what they don't want to see you live your life and see what mm-hmm. you can accomplish first before you dedicate your life to having a partner and a child. <laughs> yeah, that that I don't know. Do those comments make you feel some type of way, or does it just? Because when when people say things to me, I don't know if I think too deep into it or what. But <laughs> that's how I have taken on that comment. <laughs> oh, that is just it. Um... Like why? Why is it? Uh, my parents have their own reasons. <laughs> yeah, for but... uh, asking those questions and making those statements. But I think, <laughs> I think when it comes to like younger versus older people, a lot of older people feel like, "Girl, your body working right now. You need to go ahead and do what you need to do while you can before you get to my level." And it's like I get that sentiment though, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come with sound advice on how to accomplish meeting somebody who's proper for you. It's just yeah. like yeah, it doesn't, go, it doesn't. It does not come together, and it's just like. <laughs> so I just go find someone to have kids. Right. Like, that not is all. That is it. That. Not telling mm-hmm. you how to properly bed somebody for you. Not telling you how to properly date. Not giving you sound mm-hmm. mirror device. It's just because like, they don't. They haven't experienced that either. For mm-hmm. the most part, you you you've mm-hmm. seen a lot of people out here who have kids with people who they should not have had children with. Mm-hmm. And it's just if the cycle repeats. Oh, sorry. The cycle repeats itself. Yeah. Would y'all, this is an off tangent, how do y'all feel about, like, arranged marriages? Not, like, weird ones, like, just parents that pick their child's spouse as an adult. We were talking about this today with my mom and sister and I, and we are talking about how the black American community does not set people up on dates or say, like, hey, I know we're friends, y'all should just go get coffee or dinner. Mm-hmm. We don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. No. I'm honest with <laughs> We do not. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> and I was talking to my mom about this a few weeks ago. I was like, I think in order for the black American community to survive, we are going to have to start doing that again, and we're going to have to start doing match, like, big-scale matching between mm-hmm. arcades or just, like, other black kids, whether African, Caribbean, whatever. Because... Mm-hmm. I don't think we are doing what needs to be done to build generational wealth and over, overall racial wealth and mental health and healing wounds and moving forward. I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to an arranged marriage as long as your child has the ability to say no to someone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that type of arranged. I guess like arranged dating more. Mm-hmm. Arranged dating is what I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah, not arranged, arranged dating and courtship is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Not like 
You've never met this person. Here you gonna marry them now. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, thanks. That's like really backwards. Like you really dating this person, learning this person as you're married. As you're married. And, and it's just yeah. like, yeah. Ooh, that's did a your hit. parents even really get to know their family, see mm-hmm. how they were raised, see how they are as people? Would you like your parents, Lauren, pick someone for you? Girl, no. <laughs> Y'all already know that's not going to work. That is not going to work. I would let my mom pick someone for me. Do you think your mom but knows you well mom, enough? Yeah, me and my mom just have, I know we have a different relationship than you have with your parents. So, I would let my mom pick someone for Girl, me. Girl, my parents going to pick the first person off the street. <laughs> at, at this point, sadly, yes. <laughs> because they're just, they have their own mindset of how I should do things. And because... By the time my mom, she was with my dad at my age. Yeah. So, you know, so they were yeah, they were already yeah, together. So yeah. to my mom and to my dad, it's like, okay, well, you know, we started at this age. So I think it's time. Y'all also grew up in a for you. world. Yeah. We're living in a different time period. True. Mm-hmm. For sure. But I think that's just how my parents are. You know, they're like, I had you. My mom had me when she was 26. That's next year for me. Yeah. I can't imagine myself right now having a child. That having a child, being married, being a wife, now <laughs> and a mother. That, that's a lot. That's a lot of responsibility yeah. and a lot of work. And I don't think I'm just ready for that right now. Alana, would you let your parents pick someone for you to date? To date, yes. Like to recommend or do like mm-hmm. a casual date, yes. Um, yeah. You think your parents know you well enough? In different ways. I think together they could pick a good person um, or somebody who I could at least yeah. be good friends with if it didn't work out. Or mm-hmm. like, But I think together they would be able to. But I, like, I, but Dory and I were talking about this. Like, black community, black American community just not set people up. Yeah. And if they do, it's just like, again, he's single and doesn't have a plethora of children. Right. Or Get him. She's single. A plethora of children. She's single. Not even not zero. Just like he doesn't. Yeah. He has one. Or like, she's single and she hasn't been out here thought and thought Like, it's mm-hmm. just like, the it's standards are very, yeah. very, very, yeah. very, very yeah. minimum. And it's not, and like, it's, people, I don't think, I've never heard of a black person our age or slightly older than us, say to their mid-30s, who has been like, yeah, our friends set us up. Yeah. It's not very common. It's mainly common for white people. Mm-hmm. And from what I've understood and like Hispanic people. Girl, my yeah. friend did set me up never again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably someone that didn't know you very well. She... Like Like if I set you up with somebody, I feel like that would be better cuz I know you better. Yeah. True. I mean, and we were kids too, so I mean, she was just trying to help, but it, <laughs> it did not work out. Teenagers are stupid. Uh, oh. I've learned that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was stupid as a teenager. So I think I was in that rare case where one of my friends did try to set me up and it just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you guys, what are the things that like, y'all actively do to like, because sometimes when I'm, I've been single for like three years in October. And so it's just like, what are the ways that y'all remind yourself like your worth is not tied to a relationship mm-hmm. or like someone pursuing you. Mm-hmm. I've been single for like a year now, but not like completely alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just put it like that. But um, I think that's just been a journey for me. Like not being in a relationship is then not tying my worth to a relationship. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's just been an ongoing journey that I have overcame. And I feel like I'm at the end of this journey of accepting that. Mm -hmm. So I don't have an answer. But it's, it's not something that you'll just like one day be like, okay, I don't feel like this anymore. Like it's something you have to work at. Yeah, for sure. To actively work at every day to... Be like, okay, even though it's just me by myself, like, that's fine. Like, the world's not going to end. <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. less of a person. Mm-hmm. So, it's just, it's it's truly just a journey that you have to work through. 
I, I mean, as somebody who's been single my whole life, I mean, I'm just used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. So if I just stay single, then just so be it. Like, I think I'm just at that point where I'm doing fine by myself. So I don't necessarily need anybody there. It would be nice, but it's not a, a necessity. Because I know mm-hmm. some people don't know how to be single and they jump into situations and it's just a hot mess. And I don't want to do that. But once again, like I've like I said, I've always been a very independent person. So I think my example is kind of on the extreme side and a lot of people don't have that experience where they've had their whole life to really think about what they do want and what they're looking for in a person so but for me i kind of just remind myself i mean i'm doing it this long so i mean i might as well just continue so yeah you know but do you feel like there are moments where you're too melancholy or like you value yourself less because you like see other people in relationships Mm, i mean i i think it just depends on what season i'm in Mm -hmm. because if i'm in a season where i actually want to meet a person then sometimes seeing other people's like oh okay you know especially now with people getting married our age having kids and it's like okay i want that and then it's like why can't i get that but then it and then you know a few months I'll be fine like oh I don't want that (laughs) so it just it really honestly just depends on Mm -hmm. the season I'm in I think that's a good point because I know that last summer there were a lot of people I knew who were getting married and engaged and I was just like what the heck not what the heck like I was happy for them obviously but it was also like why am I not at that exact same point? And that's just not the path that I'm on at the moment. Um, which is fine, but like, I think, stop comparing your, your positioning, your current positioning with somebody else's. Um, but I think for me, it has been a lot of it, has been a journey in realizing that like I'm fine on my own. I'm interesting on my own. I have enough things to occupy myself um, yeah. outside outside of just work, but like other things I'm interested in, like identifying those things like recently too. Um, but I don't think our culture teaches women how to have their own interests and have their own be a full, complete. Like this is a horrible analogy. I hate comparing, like. <laughs> To food but like how to be the cake on your own mm-hmm. but also simultaneously look for the sprinkles or the icing like the person yeah. who compliments you but mm-hmm. without sacrificing your self-esteem like you know that you are complete whole interesting on your own that you have everything that you, or you're becoming a better person but that you're not opposed to i guess intentionally dating or whatever it may be um like our culture is just like desperation or absolute workaholism, go get a girl, bites men's head off. Like, there's no in-between. Like, it's yeah. all just yeah. two extreme sides of the spectrum yeah. that our society pushes, and it's very sad. Um, but I think, for me, I learned how to take care of myself better, how to be gentle with myself, and how to listen to, like, what I want and realizing things that I'm interested in doing or I have interest in instead of, like, making my identity tied to another person which I've known which I knew I did in my last relationship um which wasn't healthy but that was long at least you're learning though now about yourself yeah and I think that's what you should take singleness as is a way to learn about yourself so you can be the best version of yourself for yourself and for others and then down the line Mm -hmm. but yeah I think I think relationships are pushed on us way too early and being even even today Lauren was like my original life plan was to be was it by 26 girl 30 by 30 (laughs) to be married and have a career and have children all by 30 Mm. and I'm just like that was because I know I could have okay the career I could have done if I had started when I was supposed to start I could have had that done at least 
not just the career, but, but not the, the you kids. Can't, you can't, you can't control, control. Yes, finding a person and having. I mean, you can, but it would have been a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like, oh, I'm rushing to this person. Check, check, check. Like, it. but I feel mm. like it's just pushed on us to um, be in relationships so early that we get to a point where people are getting married younger. But I feel like being 20 is the time to kind of be by yourself and figure out the type of person you are being away from the people that have raised you because when whenever you move out and you're on your own it's almost like being a toddler again Mm -hmm. because you've lived your life under like the guide of your parents or who whomever raised you and then you move out and now you have to find a way to function to be yourself and be mm-hmm. an adult mm-hmm. but then people also are trying to do this while simultaneously trying to find someone to be with and have children with and marry all at the same time <laughs> that's a lot because <laughs> like for me i thought at 24 i would have gotten married and by my birthday not like my birthday, like the exact day, but like, but at least by the fall of my 25th, like after my 25th, I would be pregnant. Like that was my, mm-hmm. like that was what I envisioned life Y'all at. have some wild goals. At, seven, like at 17. <laughs> Those like were I, not my goals. Like I wanted to be married and with child at mm-hmm. 25, by 25 years old. And that is not, <laughs> nowhere near where I am at. Um, I think there's something good with being married young, but if you were married young you grow together but you have to be with the right person you have to have the mm-hmm. right discipleship in terms of yeah. your parents or community mm-hmm. coming alongside you um but i agree i think some people and the black american community it's not getting married early i also see this in the hispanic community it's just getting together for a long time with somebody you have no business being with and going through hell mm-hmm. and back with them yeah. and involving little people like children yeah, in, the children mi- in the process the mess the mess yeah that is what I see. It's long-term coupling and coexisting. Yeah. And it's very yeah. dysfunctional. That's toxic. I don't want that. Yeah. But I just think that... I think we had a really good conversation about singleness. I think singleness, like, if you look at it the way it should be looked at, it is a season of development. Yeah. And it's a season to be fully focused on what it is you should be doing and focus on those and others and causes you care for. And... If you date, you date. Like, right now, like, I'm intentionally single, meaning I'm not going to be dating or giving up my phone number. So, it's just, I feel like a lot of people feel, think that just because you are insecure in a certain area doesn't mean somebody else is insecure in a certain right. area. Right. Just because you yeah. feel like you need a man doesn't mean another woman feels like she needs a man at mm-hmm. the moment. I think you have to really ask yourself why. Nobody asked the Why? Like, why... Why do I feel like I need a man? Mm. Or why do I feel like I need to be with a person? Yeah. Yeah. I think some people... It really boils down to some people don't like themselves or, like, some type of childhood trauma or they were told that who they are is boring or not interesting or weird and they don't want to sit alone with who they are. Yeah. That is hard, though. I'm not going to lie and say it's easy because it's not. But... I think a lot of there's a lot of broken people trying to be fixed through another person, through and that's and find their identity. And that that's very that's stressful. It's already stressful being single, trying to figure out yourself, trying to trying to grow, trying to find yourself while in a relationship. That's <laughs> that's not easy. It's not going. That doesn't it, work. Those two things don't go together. So it's not going to work. You're not going to find gonna what be you're looking for. A clash because yeah. it's just. We're not on the same page with stuff, and you're not on the same page with yourself. So it's something is bound to to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think we just need people just need to learn how to be single for a longer period of time, and not feel like oh, because I see somebody else in a relationship, I need to be in a relationship, yeah. or that I need to be in a relationship to then be a whole complete individual like you are a whole complete individual you don't need to yourself if you feel like you're trying to find somebody to complete you stop right there yeah but i don't because like our culture teaches that like he completes me she's my other half i'm like yes i'm that yeah that that language is very toxic toxic. 
It's mm. very misleading. Mm. It, it, it basically scraps your self-esteem, like, unintentionally. Mm. Um, this was a podcast this girl I used to work with, and her mom, her parents always told them, like, you're complete on your own. Like, they are caught, like, my parents also told us, like, I, I didn't register because of, like, the culture and, like, movies. But, like, my parents, I remember my mom or dad saying, like, they are supposed to come along and compliment you, not complete you. Mm-hmm. Because you were complete as an individual, as a, um, being designed. Like, yeah. you, you're complete as an individual. Um, like, I, the, the example you gave was, was really good. Like, I know you're like, I don't want to give a food example, but <laughs> yeah. I love food examples because I understand them. But, yeah, you're right. You're, you are the full, you are the full, complete, baked, beautiful, finished cake. You're just trying to find someone that is the sprinkles and that is all. Yeah, and the icing. Mm-hmm. That is it. <laughs> like, you're trying to find somebody to do the yeah. icing and the petals. Like, that's what you're trying mm-hmm. to do. And, like, they're the cake themselves. And, like, I saw this really good analogy, and, like, this guy was, like, these girlfriends, she's like, you're my world, and she's like, er, let's stop here. Yeah. she was like, I have multiple worlds, and you're a big part of that, of a world, but we are, we shouldn't be each other's whole entire identity. We should be committed. Mm-hmm. We should be loyal. We should be a big part of each other's lives, and, um, and yes, in certain priorities, you come first above certain situations or people, yeah. but saying you're in my world, like, that's very, very dangerous. Yeah, yeah, because it's. And I think that's why a lot of people lose themselves in a relationship mm-hmm. because they get caught up in that other person so yeah. much that it's just like it's like you're not uh, even an individual anymore. You're so and so's girlfriend or so and so's boyfriend. That's mm-hmm. horrible. You like you're an extension, a walking extension of them. Yeah. And it's that is bad. Like it's one thing if somebody can't remember your name and they're like so and so's wife or so and so's girlfriend, but like yeah. If they can never say what you do for a living, mm-hmm. um, your hobbies, your interests, if they can never describe you as an individual, that's a red flag. Yeah. If other people can't describe you distinctly. And that might not even your be partner. your partner's fault. That just it's might yours. be you. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> you know. But I think a lot of women, you know, were told, if I don't have a man, then I'm nothing. It, it feels like we're back in the the early 20s and 30s where if you weren't married and had a kid by a certain age you were looked down upon you know and I don't think just I could be wrong but just trying to think about the conversations I've had with my parents I don't think they've ever told me you know your partner's not supposed to complete you but they just haven't said anything in that regard Mm -hmm. so I've kind of just learned from observation and from my experiences and what I know of how to navigate um, certain things that come into my life when it comes to relationships and stuff. And it, sometimes it is, it does feel like a lot of pressure because, um, you know, you have people asking, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? But you're not going to be with that person. You don't have to deal with them 24-7. You're not going to be the one taking care of these kids, but you keep asking when you're going to have kids. Are you going to help raise these kids? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not. So, I mean, it's just kind of like... The people that typically ask that are a hot mess and their relationships are a hot mess too. So, please take that. as Look at the fruit they produce yeah. and see if you want to allow them to affect your self-esteem. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, I'm used to it now. I'm just, I just smile and just don't answer the question. <laughs> because... I don't... There was this cousin who was asking me something I never in my life. It was after my um, grandmother had passed. And she kept asking me something about, like, law school or, like schooling like I had not even graduated undergrad I was too much shy of graduating undergrad mm. and she ha- she asked me something and I don't think what I said was catty but it was very clear to her that like this is my answer yeah and my aunt and dad thought it was the funniest thing they told my mom <laughs> about it I was just like because she's like one of those cousins who's just like like in your business yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've never seen this woman a day in my life but I think a lot of family members, like, they mean, some mean well, and others are miserable with their own lives, so if they can have anything that's a peg above you, quote on quote, they they will try and pick Mm -hmm. at you because they are miserable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the advice that's given to us as children when it comes to relationships are either, it's just very extreme advice, like, just don't have sex. That, but that you want me to have kids yeah. <laughs> like you went from don't do this right. but I need you to produce this yeah, yeah. like <laughs> and so we're yeah. even like even in us developing as people like we don't even get a good synopsis of mm-hmm. what a relationship is or what it's supposed to be and yeah. 
my parents were not good examples of a marriage. My aunt was not in a good example of a marriage because her and her husband got divorced. My other aunt I'm close to, her and her husband got divorced. So I personally have no good examples of marriage. And even like my friends that have parents that are still married, they don't even look at their parents' marriage as something that they strive for. Mm -hmm. So where are we supposed to get <laughs> a good mm -hmm. example of how someone is how two people are supposed to like complement each other I think that's true I also think that our I think the black culture no matter where you are from does this very bad job of teaching you a woman like like you're single or like don't date don't date don't date don't date 26 where's your husband yeah or like, <laughs> it's like wait what but they don't teach you how to date they don't mm -hmm. teach you how to enjoy mm -hmm. your singleness they don't teach you how to become a better person don't teach you how to prepare you for a wife if that's what you want to be it's just like like you're right here like it's a lot of people just like either in toxic relationships or trying to figure it out yeah and i think that I think that you have to realize what it is that you want and find couples, if marriage is what you're looking for, who emulate that already and who mm -hmm. are willing to answer your questions yeah. and show you and display to you what it is that you need. But like, black culture does a horrible job. Like, Asian girls, like, again, my sister and I are talking about this, Asian girls, white girls, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of yeah. white girls go to school to find a husband. Yeah. That is what they are taught. Mm -hmm. Most of them leave school with a ring. That some, is true. They, like, a lot of athletes or some ring. kind of rich yeah Listen, like they don't go to school like there was a really joke this white girl was telling me about at a&m like they go to go get their mrs degree mm -hmm. because like oh, white yeah. girls typically yeah. leave college okay. engaged or already married or they're engaged a few months after graduating mm -hmm. and like asian girls like they're told to focus on their career but like at the same time they know marriage is the goal so they date intentionally Mm -hmm. Hispanic girls, they been with the same guy basically, not all of them, but since like high school, college. Right. And so then they end up getting married. But like black girls, I don't think we get advice. We like our parents are so <laughs> caught up and our grandparents are so caught up in trying to like emulate white people and like get the degrees and you get the good job. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you look up, you're 30. You haven't really dated since you were in college mm -hmm. and you've changed and you don't know who you are as a person because you've become a workaholic. And so you haven't done any self work and yeah. prioritize your singleness. We don't get any good advice. When it comes to dating. Ex As a collective. Ex especially when it comes to dating and money, there mm -hmm. is zero good advice. None. <laughs> As a collective? None. Like, yeah. Yeah. As On an individual basis, none. maybe, but like, as a collective? Mm-mm. Because, um... I feel like I've gotten some decent, like, not decent, but like, some good advice from my parents, like, people yeah. at church, but yeah. I just feel like... As a whole entire community, like the Black American community, no. Mm. no. Not everybody has that resource to find a good mentor. Yeah. Or you don't have good parents, like, or, mm -hmm. yeah. Guardians. I, I didn't realize I had a good mom until I started talking to other people and mm -hmm. what their parents have done or their, specifically their moms or just how they've grown up. And I'm just like, oh, everybody doesn't grow up with having this information mm -hmm. <laughs> that I have like knowing how to buy a house or knowing someone in your family that knows how to do taxes like just having even having that information is more information than a lot of our community has and that seems and I'm just like th these are everyday things we should know anyway mm -hmm. like this shouldn't even be this is new information mm -hmm. like or coveted knowledge or something mm -hmm. like that. But I guess mm -hmm. the last question I have is like, if you were to be, if you were to be single for longer than expected, I don't know to hear like marriage isn't your goal, but or like, if you were to be single longer than expected or to like never get married or never find that lifelong person, like, would you be okay? Like, do you mm -hmm. think you could be okay? right now yes because the right now i'm just in at a point to where i'm right now i'm being alone after i have not been along alone for so long mm -hmm. and 
I'm starting to realize why I was in relationships and the reason I was in relationships were not necessarily for good reasons. So today, <laughs> and I know like being also being single, just like being in a relationship is a journey, being single is also a journey. So like right now I feel like this, but maybe like in the next couple of years, I'm going to be like, okay, I want to kind of date somebody. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. just be alone anymore. But yeah, like right now, yeah, I'd be fine not finding anybody or marrying anybody because I don't I don't want to get married anyway mm-hmm. to like I'll be fine just being with somebody because I, I, I don't want kids either so I feel like if me and another person had an agreement on something it would work because when you throw kids into things things get complicated yeah so if me and another person just had an agreement of you go live your life, I'll live mine, and we just, like, live together, and mm-hmm. we, you know, see each other every day at the end of our work days or whatever, then that would be fine with me. Yeah. And if not, I'll be fine being alone, so. I mean, like, like I said, I've been single my whole life, so this is not unusual for me, but I know there's going to get to a, a time where it's like, okay, you know, I do want to see what's out there but I think I'm just at that point where I'm just like do I really want to try this <laughs> do I because I like I said you get comfortable and that's that's I think that's kind of a scary thing too about being single for so long mm-hmm. is that you get comfortable with yourself so it's like you don't even attempt to try to look for somebody because it's like oh you know it's I'm gonna have to re not relearn myself but I'm gonna have to adjust a lot of things and that can take a lot of work too and it's just like do I want to risk wasting my time do I want to risk yeah basically yeah do I do I want to do that but I know at some point you know if I want kids and stuff I'm gonna have to do something (laughs) different (laughs) because I can't just be like wanting something not doing anything at all so I don't know it's like I'm at that point where I'm just like, if it doesn't happen, then it, it just doesn't happen. But if it happens, cool, whatever. Yeah. That reminds so. me of like, I listened to this podcast from the um, comedian Nicole Byer, and she's like, I don't even know where someone would put all of their things if they were with me because I don't. It's like, she, she's the same way. She's like, I'm, I'm used to being single for so long. Like, I don't know where someone else would fit in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and I feel like people do do become content with being single, but I would rather be content with being single than content in a relationship I don't like. Yeah. yeah. Because people get content in those two mm-hmm. and just stay. Yeah, they get really complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I'm becoming okay with that idea. Um, I still want a child, um, but I think that slowly but surely I'm becoming more comfortable. But I know that my life can still be good. It can still have purpose. It can still be impactful, even yeah. if I am not Mrs. Blank and I don't have a husband to come home to or like whatever. But I have to also remember that like, just because something doesn't happen on the timeline you want it to, doesn't mean like if it's you're religious, like doesn't mean that it's not gonna happen. <laughs> or if you're religious, doesn't mean that God doesn't have it five years from now, six months from now. Like mm-hmm. just because it didn't happen on your timetable, doesn't mean it's not gonna happen. It may happen at forty-one. I would be mad. But I also, <laughs> because I feel like, I, like you said, like you get content with being single and you're used to your own space. Like at 41, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what I'm do good we do? Now, like, right? I'm good now. I'm like, I'm just like, like especially it, if I had, I've, I've had a child, like that's like rearranging my life and that's mm-hmm. rearranging our lives. And it's just, that feels, that would take some work for me to accept and to want to do. But mm-hmm. at the moment, yes, I'm progressively getting there to where if like, I don't get married. Yes. My life will be fine. I will be fine. Yeah, I know it's almost up, but I kind of wanted to add, so we might have to record mm-hmm. over. Yeah, but I was thinking, you know, I think I'm getting to that point that despite my fear when it comes to what I've seen with relationships, I don't want to just use that as an excuse to not try. Yeah. Like, I feel like you can't just say you can't use your parents or other people as an excuse for why you didn't try for something. Mm-hmm. And if it if the outcome is the same, I mean, that's something you're going to have to deal with, but at least give it a shot and just don't 
limit yourself to experience something great because of fear. Yeah. All right. So I think that's pretty much all we had for this week. Um, but definitely uh, check us out on our social media accounts and I'll change that. Um, once I upload the episode. So if you look in the bot in the description, then you should see all that. Um, I hope everybody has a good week. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. And dog moms. moms (laughs) Y'all really are. (laughs) But all right, y'all have a good week.